Today on the show, I'm speaking with Michelle Rosenthal, who shares about her incredible work she's doing with PTSD patients, and we're not talking specifically about Iraq vets, but about other traumas that that everyday people suffer in their life and how she's helping them. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm Natalie Ledwell, and this is The Inspiration Show. And today, my special guest is Michelle Rosenthal. How are you, Michelle? I'm great, Natalie. How are you? I am fabulous. Fabulous on this beautiful uh, San Diego summer day. (laughs) (laughs) Now, um, we've got some great stuff to share with everyone today, but uh, what I might do is start, first of all, with uh, your background and what it is that you do. Absolutely. I'm a post-trauma coach, an award-nominated author, and a keynote speaker, And as you know, because you're going to be on my radio show, also a radio show host, Mm -hmm. and everything that I do is geared toward giving people who have gone through trauma, big T or little t, but mostly big T trauma, a a way to sort of figure out, well, where do we go from here? How do we overcome adversity and create the changes in our lives that we really want to see so that we conquer the past and create a new future? Right. And so how long have you been doing this work? Five years. Well, I, I would say uh, almost 40 years, Natalie. <laughs> <laughs> but professionally, five years. But a lot of my, my personal background, I am a trauma survivor, and so I had to learn over a period of you know almost three decades what it means to survive and to move through the process of healing and then figuring out, well, who are you after that? Yeah. So it's been a long journey, but professionally, I've been in this area for five years. Right, because that's the thing. We always seem to get drawn to the area you know, that, that we can share our gifts. Um, so, so can you share with us your personal trauma story? Sure, absolutely. When I was 13, back in 1981, I survived a very rare freak allergic reaction to a medication that basically I had a just a run-of-the-mill infection. The doctor prescribed a run-of-the-mill antibiotic, and I had anything but a run-of-the-mill reaction. And uh, my body just did not know what to do with that medication. And so I ended up uh, in the hospital with toxic epidermal necrolysis syndrome, which, if you break it down, is really just a burn victim head to toe. So the the way that that allergy runs its course is it just sort of comes out through your skin, so it's big blisters everywhere that combine, and then you lose all of your skin. And when I came out of the hospital, I knew... I knew logically I was going to make a full recovery. I mean, I had scarring and stuff, but basically, physically, I was fine. And I was very lucky because, you know, up to 70% of the people who experience that don't survive. So I felt, you know, I should have felt very fortunate. Instead, I felt very lost. (laughs) Because think about yourself, Natalie, when when you think back to yourself as a 13-year-old, what kind of coping skills did you have? None. <laughs> yeah, right? It's like it's all about boys and clothes mm. and hairstyles. You're really not thinking about, well, what if something bad happens to me? And I had had an out-of-body experience in the hospital, and that was very confusing to me. And I found that I just couldn't figure out how to move forward into this new life with all the fear, anxiety, and horror and the memories that I now carried with me. Hmm. And it didn't take long before that really distorted who I was and plunged me into post-traumatic stress disorder. 
But at that time, in 1981, PTSD was only really being applied to Vietnam veterans. Right. So nobody was looking at this little civilian kid with a hospital trauma and saying, oh, yeah, that looks like PTSD. And, in fact, it would take 24 years for me to be correctly diagnosed. Wow. So, so that's quite a journey because, I mean, I know that now you're sort of following your passion and you're helping people with this. So obviously there was a, a massive journey between 13 and, and now. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad that you found your passion that you're actually getting to help people. So when you talk about trauma, I mean, obviously the first thing we think about these days is, you know, Iraq vets. But um, so what other traumas are we talking about? Well, trauma is really, and you're making a great point because the media really only covers trauma and PTSD from the military perspective. Yeah. But the fact is that the civilian population is full of trauma. Think about car accidents. Think about domestic violence, sexual assault, child abuse, child sexual abuse. I mean, we've got plenty of, you know, reasons to be traumatized. And in the work that I do, that's such an, you know, my one of my major things is to raise awareness. And that's really a big point in part of what I do is, is letting people understand that a trauma is an experience that overwhelms your capacity to cope. So that's your personal individual experience. Right. And that doesn't have to fall within some kind of guideline. If it's traumatizing to you, it's traumatizing. End of story. Hmm. So it's important, I think, for everyone to realize that because I've had a lot of people say to me, well, I can't have PTSD because I'm not a vet. And the truth is you can be traumatized outside of combat. Hmm. And, and, and even, you know what, Natalie, in the military, the number one cause of post-traumatic stress disorder is not combat. Right. So that's an interesting point to recognize too. Okay. So, um, so what is the first thing that that someone who suffered trauma? What, what's the first thing they need to know to help them get through this experience? Well, the first thing to know is that whatever your experience is is valuable and it's validated. It's the truth for you because there will be a lot of people who might say, "Well, I don't think that's that traumatic." What well, you know, get over it. But if it's traumatic to you, you need to really acknowledge and validate your own truth. So number one is to trust and believe in your own response to trauma. And number two is to understand that right after trauma, it's entirely normal to have what we call acute stress. And that lasts for a period of up to four weeks when you might have sleep disturbances, mood swings, you might feel a little more jumpy, a little more anxious, a little less able to relax and your mind might keep going over the ideas of what happened, and that's all normal because your mind is trained to organize and integrate information. Yeah. But a trauma is not easy to digest, and so it takes a little bit of time for that to happen. So the first four weeks, give yourself a break. However you feel, totally reasonable, let yourself move through it the way you would the flu. You know, We accept the flu is going to make me feel like this, and I just need to lay low. And after trauma, we need to do the same thing. I think the, the shift there comes when you end up with symptoms of post-traumatic stress that go beyond four weeks, and those are symptoms of avoidance, arousal, mood alterations, re-experiencing, you know, like nightmares and flashbacks, hypervigilance, things that really start to distort who you are and how you live and become so dysregulated that you become dysfunctional. 
Now, when you move into that part, which is after four weeks of experiencing all of that, then you really need to start thinking about, okay, what am I going to do about this? Because PTSD does not heal itself. And the longer you struggle with it, the worse it becomes. Yeah. It doesn't sort of like hit a plateau, <laughs> which would be nice. <laughs> Yeah, and that's the thing too. I, I think the point that you bring up about really validating that whatever it is that's happened to you, happened to you, and you're going to feel the way you feel. You know, uh, there will be people around you that go, well, what are you worrying about? Like that was, that's nothing. But if you truly feel that that has an effect on you, then don't discount that, you know, at all. You want to make sure that you, you know, you do that. So, so tell us um, about the, you know, some of the, you know, success stories of people that you've been able to work with. Well, one of the major myths is that PTSD cannot be healed. And that is one thing that just drives me batty when I hear people say it. I have literally had psychiatrists say to me, the work you do is ridiculous. People can't heal. Once you're broken, you can't be fixed. You're like a bone that's fractured. It'll always be weaker in that area. And, and, I, and I brought it. You know, for a long time, I thought, wow, this this is it, you know, I'm just going to be this way. And there are um, unfortunately a lot of survivors that think that too. And the fact is, and I found this out later when I actually broke a bone, <laughs> and I asked my my doctor, you know, what happens to this part of the bone? And he said, oh, well, it's stronger. When it remits, it's stronger than the rest of the bone. And I thought, huh, so that's not such a great metaphor for PTSD recovery the way the psychiatrist suggested it, because the truth is, and now I'll tell you a really fantastic story, the truth is we are stronger after we heal, and healing is 100% possible. That doesn't mean everybody's going to, because there are a lot of factors that go into it, but it is possible. I worked with uh, one of my very first clients, so I was new, <laughs> and I was just learning what I was doing, but I had this, you know, I have this great passion and belief. And a woman um, emailed me because my website, HealMyPTSD.com, is very popular. It's a, a layman's kind of place. It's not clinical. It's very easy to read, and it's designed for survivors and their families. And she had been on the site, and she emailed me to say that she really loved the site, but this was it. She was tired of living this way, and she was going to commit suicide. And I emailed her back, and I said, whoa, not so fast. <laughs> you know, could, could we talk first? And so we got on the phone, and, and I convinced her to work with me. And there are many ways to heal post-traumatic stress disorder. I'm particularly trained in coaching, hypnosis, and neurolinguistic programming. So I put those three things together. She was on three different medications, had been working with a psychologist and a psychiatrist for seven years, both of whom had told her, you will not be able to heal just learn to live this way will increase your meds. But Natalie, over a period of 18 months, we work together every single week. And I am happy to report that today she is off all meds. She is 100% PTSD free, no longer working with her psychologist or her psychiatrist. And I get emails all the time thanking me for giving her her life back and telling me the new things that she's doing. Yeah. And she had had PTSD for almost 50 years. So if you look at that story, now she was very willing to do what it took to recover, willing to stay in the uncomfortable places that we had to walk in together in order to resolve them. But it's a great true story about what can happen when you survive trauma and you go a long time with PTSD, but you really have a burning desire to get better. It is possible to get it done. Yeah, that's fantastic. 
that's such an awesome story. Um, and, and that's the thing, like, you know, so many of us get told, well, that's, this is it, this is, this is it for life. Um, but uh, the fact that the, there is hope and that there is a way to be able to move through this. And, you know, and like you said, like, if you, you think, if I can get through this, I can get through anything. So it makes sense that you would be much stronger uh -huh. by coming through the experience. <laughs> I think that's so true. You know, Natalie, I think surviving survival is much harder than surviving the original trauma. Right. And yet you can look to, like, how did I get through the trauma? Figure out what were, what were your strengths in that situation and then apply them in recovery. And then sort of, you know, so much of it is how you change after trauma. I'm not who I used to be. I'm not really, you know, loving who I am today. And, and I really, I don't know who I'm supposed to be tomorrow. So a lot of, is it a, a lot of it is a path of evolving who you are and making choices about that and finding ways to achieve a, a, a deep reconnection with yourself because trauma really disconnects you. There's your before self and your after self, and then you've got to figure out who are you going to be now. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's not an easy process, but it, it is wholly, it's right there for you to figure out. And each one of us has a different and individual healing journey. So you bring up such a great point in saying, you know, people say, get over it. Not so fast. No. It doesn't happen that way. And you have to really figure out what's your way, what treatment resonates with you, what kind of work feels comfortable to you and what pace do you want to go at so that you achieve recovery in a way that's really solid and and last long lasting like that you know that's exactly. it yeah so um i'm very uh, honored to be a guest on your radio show so tell us about the show the show is called changing direction and it is <laughs> all about the idea that in life there are adversities and there are things that put us on the wrong path and you, one of the reasons I'm so excited to have you is because mind movies are a great way, I think, to start shifting how you think, how you see, how you feel, how you perceive, and even how you conceptualize what's possible for your life. And Changing Direction, the radio show, is, is all about highlighting how do we learn to change direction? How do we figure out we're going in the wrong direction and what do we do to figure out the, you know, the better way to go or the way that resonates with who we truly want to be. Yeah. And that's the thing, even the process of creating a mind movie, you know, the, the, the process of actually sitting down and thinking about, okay, well, what do I want my life to look like? What yeah. is the perfect version of my life and myself? Um, and actually being able to crystallize that and, and to create a movie about it is, it's, yeah, it's mind-blowing. So, um, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I think it's such a great thing, particularly for post-traumatic stress disorder, because we can't see the future. PTSD survivors have a really hard time seeing the future. And I know when, when I was working on that part of my recovery and someone said to me, well, you know, what does it look like? It was just a blank white screen. Yeah. But with a mind movie and working with somebody who really knows how to create that like yourself, you can then start to visualize, and you know, as well as I do, that when you start visualizing things, your brain starts to know what to look for, then it can really start helping you achieve what you want instead of working against you yeah. as it so often seems to. Exactly. Now, Michelle, uh, if we want to send people to find out more about you and the show and the work that you do, where can we send them? Absolutely. Changeyouchoose.com. 
It's all based on the idea that things happen to us in life that creates change we don't choose mm-hmm. and how we create change we do choose. And actually, we posted on changeyouchoose.com over the weekend one of your mind movies. Right. All, uh, it, it was a wonderful, beautiful one about healing. So they can find that on the website and all of the archives for change, changing direction are on changeyouchoose.com. Awesome. Fantastic. And guys, if you click on the banner to the side, you'll go straight through to Michelle's site from there. So thanks again, Michelle, for joining me today. Thank you, Natalie. I can't <laughs> wait to speak to you on air. I know. Yay. Uh, now guys, look, I encourage you to share this video. You can do that by clicking the Facebook and the Twitter share buttons above. Um, don't forget if you haven't downloaded the app yet, download the app. Because now you can watch the shows on the go. You don't have to be in front of your computer. And you can do that on Android and iPhone. And if you haven't done so already, make sure you put your email in the box above there. I'd love to send you the Manifesting with the Masters video e-course. It's valued at $87 and I'd like to send it to you for free. So until next time, remember to live large, choose courageously, and love without limits. We'll see you soon.